Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to encourage a change for women to dream with unlimited possibilities. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Lex Bekos, and she is a mindset coach, and we're just excited to have her here to share her story. So hi, how are you doing today, Lex? Hi, Maya. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to speak with you today. So let's get into oh, it. God. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I just want to give you the, op the opportunity to open up to the audience and let them know a little bit about you and what you do as a mindset coach. Sure. Well, uh, let me just say first that I come from a fitness background, and that's kind of where the idea was born. Um, I, I loved being a fitness coach. I loved being a trainer, and I had a fitness business for eight years that I loved. I worked mostly with women, but at the same time, I started to realize then just how bad women feel about themselves, how low self-esteem and self-confidence is, and how a lot of women spend their whole life feeling really bad about themselves and not knowing how to forgive themselves, not knowing how to go about it. So as a coach, I was able to help them on their fitness journey, but I never felt that I was truly helping them change from within. And that parallel with searching the answers for myself in my life as to my limiting beliefs and why am I feeling stuck in certain areas, it just all led me to the path on my, of mindset. So even in fitness, I started working with them a little bit more in meditation, on inner work and things like that. But I really didn't have the tools necessary to just be a life coach. And so I ended up selling the business and shifting completely into mindset coaching and open up to different areas, not just um, fitness and health. But it, it was a huge transformation to see how much more I'm able to help people change from within and, and create a permanent change once they discover their limiting beliefs, which is we all have them, right? Like we all have to get through them and to get on the other side. No, definitely. And I totally agree with you because um, I'm a strong advocate for health and fitness, um, curating that mindset to be able to accomplish anything and just open up the possibilities for your life. Because once you say, oh, you know what, I can pick up that 30 or 40 pound weight, then you're like, wow, like the possibilities are endless. Because just yesterday, I wasn't even thinking that, you know, I could even lift it off the ground. Now I'm literally lifting it for multiple reps. So I believe that is a strong, strong, strong part of life to be able to build the entirety of your life, essentially. Completely. So, um, yeah, definitely. So tell me a little bit about how you um, were able to say, Okay, so I see that these people are getting something out of health and fitness, but I think that they'll get more from just the mindset. I know a lot of people, it's hard for them to see a shift. They're doing well in a certain avenue, but they want to give more to people and it's hard for them to make that change or make that shift. How are you able to say, you know what, this is more important. This is what I need to focus on, not the exercise and health part. And I mean, that's probably still a part of what you teach, but you're saying, you know, I need to focus more on the mind. How are you able to decipher that? So one thing about me is I allow myself to be guided in life. So it was not necessarily a clear moment of a decision. 
it was more that I felt um, when I started fitness, when I started the fitness business, I was so excited about helping people, right? But then throughout years, I felt like I'm almost not providing all the service that I could, right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lacking something. That's kind of what it ended up feeling like. And it just, I kept asking, I kept asking, what is next? Like, what, what more can I do? What is the next thing? What, what is that something that, that's pushing me in a different direction? Right. And, and then again, in my own life, I was searching for answers. And, and you know, I, I went through a stage of not liking myself, having low self-esteem. As a matter of fact, in my early 20s, I felt like I was not capable of even making coffee. So I remember questioning myself, how am I going to get through life without any ability to be on my own? Um, but, but in search for those answers, again, for me and for my clients, I, I started accepting myself and loving myself. And a lot of things in my life changed when I really started loving myself. And again, not just accepting me, but truly loving who I am. It doesn't mean I, I don't want to change. That just means I'm loving me from within. And then I wanted all my clients, all my ladies to feel that. Like I wanted them to feel that good about themselves. And, and I really didn't like seeing them, you know, not being able to take a compliment, not being able to feel good about themselves, uh, feeling really bad about going to the beach, uh, feeling really bad about being in a bikini or like never even going into a bikini. Uh, when they take pictures, it's like, you know, just the pictures on the beach of their feet, you know, and it's like, why do we spend our lives feeling so bad about ourselves? So I really wanted to give that gift to them of, you know, how great it feels when you love yourself. And I would always say to them, like, we live in a, in society where it's completely acceptable for us to be negative about ourselves. You know, if I come and say, oh, you know, like my hair looks really bad today. You can say, oh, it doesn't, but it's okay. You don't feel anything toward what I said. But if I come and say, you know what? I'm really feeling myself today. I am feeling great. I'm feeling beautiful. I'm feeling strong and I'm feeling powerful today. People are going to go like, oh, whoa, what does she think she is, right? (laughs) So I really strive to change that in society. I really strive to change that in women because I don't want women to spend their whole life feeling bad about themselves, you know, and when somebody gives them a compliment, they just, they don't know how to take it. It's, it's almost uncomfortable feeling for them. So trying to get that message through to them, I started reading more, I started researching how the brain works. I started researching self-confidence and I was just like, this is it. This is it. I need to coach them on their mindset. I need to change, help them change the way they talk to themselves inside their minds right as opposed to mm-hmm. just helping them lift weights which is important it's so important but i found that when you truly love yourself you are more likely to do healthy things for yourself no definitely i totally agree because in especially in this age where we have social media and then everybody's becoming this perfect instagram model it's i saw a quote the other day it said something like you know perfect has become so attainable that no one wants authentic anymore. So, right. So it's like, we're not even just looking at our real self, um, ourselves, like we're looking to obtain this image of perfection when you are perfect in your own self. You are unique for a reason. You have a unique look 
just so that you don't look like anybody else. Like everybody oh God, doesn't have to have goosebumps is just saying this. Woo. Yes. No, everybody does not have to have the same shaped body to be beautiful. Everybody does not have to have the same mindset to be smart. Everybody does not have to have, I don't know, the same type of skill yeah. set or whatever. Everybody is unique in their own way for a reason. And yeah. you should love yourself for and find the good in yourself because everybody has their own uniqueness that is going to make them stand out from the crowd. So you I love have it. To love, yes, you have to love yourself enough to say, you know what? I'm great. I'm powerful. Exactly. I am unique. So when you find when you're able to do that and say that to yourself, you'll be able to like find so much more out about yourself and you'll be like, wow, I didn't even know this was possible. Absolutely. Oh my God. I am getting goosebumps because I like it's word by word, like what I preach. I mean, totally, I am with you on the same page. We're unique for a reason. And I always say, if we were not meant to be unique, we, are, we would all be the same. And we're beautiful as we are. And that's when I started seeing in my, in my studio is when I started seeing all these different beautiful women that didn't believe that they were beautiful. And I was so bothered by that. You know, like it just made me think of me too. You know, I'm not saying at that time I had perfect self-confidence, but I, but I started questioning like, Am I wasting my time not feeling good about who I am? Because we are perfect as we are. And you know what? I, I think, I really think that school adds a lot of that mentality to it because school gives you 10, 15 different subjects and tells you, you need to be great at all of them. No, you mm -hmm. don't. What if somebody is a great dancer or a great sculptor? but their math is really bad, right? And then they spend their life thinking, oh, I'm stupid, I'm not good at math or English, when they are fantastic at dancing or sculpting or whatever it is that they're, they are good at. So, you know, one thing is, you know, we have to get out of that mindset of the box, right? Like, we, like mm -hmm. you said, there's these fake Instagram accounts and fake images and all these edited pictures and it's time to just realize that that's not real and get away right. from looking at that. Because when we start looking at those images over and over again, it goes into our, our subconscious mind that we, we feel that we should strive for that, which is not right, right? So then we feel mm -hmm. bad because our waist is not, you know, two inches big and that you know <laughs> we're not having, you know, we're not having a certain body type and it, it's beautiful that we're different. I think that that's what's so beautiful about us. I think that if everybody walked around looking exactly like having the exact same body, it would be like, what? You know, and you know, it started even early. I remember when I started realizing that, you know, everybody's beautiful to somebody, you know, and mm -hmm. I remember, you know, seeing a beautiful girl and saying, you know, I, I, I had a lot of guy friends when I was younger and I would say to a guy, friend, oh man, look at her. She's beautiful. And the guy would say, no, well, she's okay. And I thought, wow, we really <laughs> see people differently, you know, and it's all right. Okay. Like we're not, we don't have to be perfect for everybody. We're perfect for mm -hmm. ourselves and we need to strive to be the best version of ourselves. So mm -hmm. taking a moment away from all the social media and stepping back and saying, who am I and what do I want to be? And really like one of the first things I do with my clients is stop all the notifications and stop following people and, and pages that don't serve you. So looking mm -hmm. at those images is actually very dangerous because it 
it creates this image of what we should look like, what we should look like. And then we strive for that when that's actually unattainable, unattainable for us. And the lucky ones that give up on that and start saying, you know what, I'm just going to be the best of who I can be, completely shift their mindset, completely shift their lives. And don't, they're not defined by society's norms anymore. And that is the key to happiness. No, definitely. I interviewed a woman named Joe um, on my podcast earlier in one of my episodes, and she was letting me know that, you know, if she felt like she was on Instagram and for some reason this person's post made her love herself less or made her a little bit jealous, she would just bow to herself like, you know what, I'm either going to mute them or unfollow them because at the end of the day, you know, I don't need to see images like this if it's making me not love myself. Because, you know, you have to surround yourself with great things. Don't surround yourself with the things that are trying to bring you down at Absolutely. All. Absolutely. And that's so powerful to say that to unfollow or mute. You can unfriend. You can um, just unfollow, right? Like, it mm-hmm. is so important to observe what we put into our minds. And we don't see with our eyes. We see with our mind. We don't hear with mm-hmm. our ears. We hear with our mind. Everything is with our mind. These are just the tools right. that give us different information. And then we process that information. So if you're constantly looking at something that's fake, you over time start believing that that's the norm, right? Like if Definitely. you're constantly lo- looking at for drama, you're going to start wanting and creating drama in your life because you crave it. That's just the way we're designed. So it is absolutely essential, and I love that. Unfollow people. If something doesn't sit right, just unfollow. You want to feel empowered. You want uplifting, motivational, positive messages all the time, but also the ones that are real, right? Like we're not talking about, Mm -hmm. we're positive all the time. We're just talking about, I want to be free to love myself and not feel Mm -hmm. judged for that, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I just want to make a playback on something that you said earlier about how everyone is different. Everyone has their own uniqueness. Some people may not like something or some people might not like something about you. Some people may love it about you. Um, I think it's the same way how you spoke about how it starts in schools where we have this standardization of everything when we're so unique. How can you standardize something in a sense? Because especially with learning, um, one person may learn better by touching things. One person may learn better by hearing it. One person may need to write everything down just to be able to understand what's going on. So it's like, how can you sit here and say, you know, everybody's the same. Everybody should follow this one little pattern of looks. And that's, that's what perfect is. You know, it's, it's unrealistic. So I want to know a little bit about how you serve your clients to say, you know what, everyone doesn't learn the same. We're just going to go to this, however is best for you. How do you distinguish and how do you use different methods to tailor them to your clients and their uniqueness? So there's a lot of discovery. Uh, We have all been conditioned to certain things. So first, when I start working with a client, it's just about discovering what they've been conditioned to think and just to see how they think. And then as a coach, it's not on me to tell them things. It's about me guiding them to choose for themselves Mm -hmm. because it's their journey. 
So one of the things that I did for me is the same thing that I do for my clients is ask a lot of questions, right? So mm -hmm. the first thing is, what is it that you want, right? And that's like the million dollar question that I really wish that school starts and ends with that question, right? Yes. What is it that you want? And it's so hard for us to get away from all social media, get away from what society and our parents and uncles and aunts and everybody who knows what's best for us says. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough in my life to actually, in my early, no, it was, I was 17 or 18 when I moved to the United States and I moved away from my family. And at that time, it was a very, very hard moment in my life. I felt abandoned by my family. I felt um, the culture shock, but it ended up being the best thing for me because I was able to go away from all the noise, right? I was able to start mm -hmm. choosing things for myself. And that's one thing that I try to do with my clients. Obviously, not every one of my clients can just be like, oh, I'm going away for a week to explore myself. <laughs> but it is very important to start asking that question. You may not get the answer in one day. You may not get the answer in a week. But you start exploring, being curious, being like that curious kid again, where you start exploring what interests me. What is it that I want? What is it what I want my life to look like, right? And then compare that to what we've been conditioned. And then we go from there. I have certain exercises that I give them and tools. And then it's really questions. I will say that if you ask me for one thing to tell you, it's questions. Asking questions. What is it that you want? Um, if somebody says, well, I want to be successful. What does success look like to you? What do you mean by success, right? So mm -hmm. we're, we're so taught, like, again, we're conditioned to say, you know, I want to be successful. I want to be healthy. What does that mean to you? What does that stand for you? Because what it means to me doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to you. And it's really about different perspectives, right? And if I can add just a, a little bit when what you said in how it starts in school on how we're all like put in a box. I recently read how when mass production started is when they started making commercials to lead people to act a certain way. And that's kind of when people started really but women should act this way and men should act this way. And, and, and it's mass production that threw us off. But I will say that in 21st century, I'm really starting to see a huge change, a huge shift. People are feeling, feeling more and more free to be who they are. Yes, there is pressure from society and from social media in particular. However, I'm feeling the shift happen. And I think that one, there are more coaches, there are more books, right? There are more, more things to, to, to read and learn. But two, I think we're able to see different people. And for what I mean by that is, let's say I, and, and this is the same exercise as I do with my clients when, when we're talking, talking about limiting beliefs. If somebody has a limiting belief uh, of, well, you know, I'm a woman in men's world and I'm never gonna make it, right? Like my voice is never heard, right. which is a common one for women. Um, I ask for, for evidence, for ev supporting and the evidence of the opposite. Are there any women that have made it through? Are there any women that succeeded? And by doing that, again, asking questions, once we see that a belief that we have, there's op evidence of the opposite, we can start shifting from that mindset and gaining more courage to go on our own path. Definitely. And I think it's important, especially sharing these stories from different women so that others 
can know, you know what? I was in a dark space before, but I get I got out of it. So it's evidence that it is possible for that to happen. So um, I want to know a little bit more about because you know there are certain different cultural barriers that limit women in their success as well. And I know that you're in Serbia right now, correct? Okay, yes. so you're in Serbia, and but you've also worked in the United States as well. So how have you seen cultural differences and been able to overcome those differences as a woman um, in business, in your success, and in being creative and loving yourself? So when I was younger, I was surrounded with guys a lot. I had a lot of guy friends um, and that made me compete with men. And it's an interesting path because I always wanted to one-up them. Um, mm -hmm. It was this, this something in me that always wanted to show that I can do it too. And it always right. used to piss me off when somebody would say, you know, like you're a female, you can't. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm a female? I'm a female. <laughs> Watch me. Watch me do this, right? <laughs> and that's that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I ended up in fitness. Well, I loved I loved training. I loved working out, but I actually mm -hmm. before I got stepped into the gym, I was uh, I went to boxing and kickboxing for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of men in that sport, right? And I, it, it didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference if you're male or female. If you know how to fight, you're going to go into the ring and fight. And that was a huge um, shift as well to just go, there is no difference. Like I can do whatever I can do and whatever I want to do. And I always strive to be, to show the, you know, that we're equal. And, mm -hmm. you know, I call myself a feminist, but nowadays I see this word just used disproportionately and not for what it is. All I'm saying is that we can do all that men can do. And right. it makes me so mad that we're still, as females, we're still conditioned from day one that we're, we need to be nice and we need to be nurturing and we need to be kind. And, you know, instead of just, you know, like, like there's a typical one where they say, you know, for girls that are called bossy, they're actually leaders. Like boys are right. called leaders and girls are called bossy, right? So I want to use the word bossy and say, you know what, that's a good thing. It's good that you're bossy, you know? Um, and it's just, um, it, it, it was, it, I think it was me, again, spending a lot of time around men and wanting to one-up them, and two, seeing how society puts us down, and just me loving to be on the side of the underdog. I felt that, you know, women are the underdog, and oh, it's not going to go like that under my watch, right? <laughs> so even in fitness business, when I would go to conferences, I would be the only female business owner at times. Um, and there were times when we were all standing and talking in a circle and I say something and it's as if nobody heard it. And I would just say it again louder um, because I was just, you know, I'm like, I'm in, you know? Right. Um, and so, so that was in my life. That was my experience. Um, but then again, but then when I worked, went to fitness business, I started working with a lot of women and I, that really started opening my eyes to the conditioning that we go through, how we feel about ourselves and how, how can we change that? How can we mm -hmm. start feeling good about who we are and start feeling great as leaders and start being challenged? Like when somebody tells you, oh, you can do that, you just go, watch me, right? Like instead of letting that tear us down, mm -hmm. use that to our advantage because there's still 
ton of workplaces where women are not heard, mistreated, looked down upon. And it's really on us to hold on each other accountable and to give each other strength to say, no, that is not acceptable. That is not okay. And that is going to change. And each one of us has at least one experience in our lives when we didn't say what we want, wanted to say, or probably more than one. And it's giving each other strength to be that, to be that strong woman at that moment. And when we see that happening again to us or someone else to say, no, I'm saying no to this and there's no way around it, right? So I really, I'm huge on empowering women. I really am, um, even though, again, even though I spend half of my life talking to having more guy friends, but I think it's because that's where the spite was also born in me. It's like, I'm <laughs> doing this spite of what you say. <laughs> no, definitely. And I think it's super important for women in general, because I don't know where this concept of competition between women was born. Um, would love to see where that all started. But as women, we have to support and uplift each other in order to climb the ladder. Because if we aren't banded together as a support system for each other, then where are we getting our support from? Um, yes. You have, you know, different women trying to maybe put other women down, but I know sometimes I'm seeing it a little bit more like women supporting each other more, but we got to get out of that space of competition. And then also just like in the home, you know, um, when you're younger, like the girls are taught to cook, clean, nurture, all that, like you said, and it's like, come on now, like do the same for the guys because it yep. shouldn't be gender specific. Like yeah. a woman should not have to sit here and say, you know what, you're the one that's supposed to do all of this. So you do that and I'll do this, but you can't do this because this is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. It's like the Why are we... Yeah, why are we dividing it by gender? And, you know, just to add on what you said, I'm in Serbia right now, and I came here two years ago. I sold my business and actually reconnected with my love from eighth grade. And we had mm -hmm. a son who's a year and a half old now. And it's 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 funny because first, we're my business is doing really well that my husband was able to quit his job. So we're totally out of the norm, especially for Europe, but for any place, right? Like I'm the one right. that's, that's working. Um, and we have neither one, of, neither one of us has a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And second, like for our boy, he goes out on the street and everybody thinks he's a girl because half his half pacifiers are pink and then he's got longer <laughs> hair. So I put ponytails on him and I have, I'm like not constricted by, you know, gender roles at all. Not, uh -huh. you know, he's going to choose to be who he wants to be, but I'm like, who said that, you know, hair clips are just for, for girls, you know, he's got long hair. He needs a ponytail. So right. we laugh about that all the time. Every day my husband comes home and he's like, oh, somebody again said, oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. And like you said, like your husband doesn't have a problem with it. And I think that's important too. A lot of women, um, they lower themselves or their power because they're like, you know what? I don't want to stroke my partner's ego. I don't want to make them feel any less of a man when it's like, you should not, if, if that person is not, okay with you being powerful in yourself then I don't know what to tell you because I can't oh I I honestly cannot just lower myself for someone else's sake you know like well, yeah. I will literally regret it for the rest of my life 
Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say. A couple of things about that. One, a lot of times in my life, I would say, you know, when I'm on the crossroads, like whether I should do this or not, I would say, okay, if I'm 80, 90, 100 years old on my deathbed, would I regret doing this or not doing this, right? And if you think about that, every time you think about lowering yourself for somebody, it just doesn't sound right. No. That's one thing. The second thing is, if your husband, boyfriend, partner, whoever your partner is, if they're not okay with you striving to be your best, if they believe that you as a female should not earn more than they should, that already means that they don't see you as equal. And there's already a problem there. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's, it's, it's a problem in society and we need to break these levels of standardization because it's not normal. It's really not everyone is unique in their own self for a reason. There's somebody for someone and, you know, there's a position for anyone. And it's like in the workplace too, you have women who have all these skills and they're like, you know what, I can do that. Like I've been able to do this, this, and this, and that. And they prove the facts and they let you know everything that they've done. But, but you're a woman. Okay. We just, we'll hand it to a man to take care of this job. You're not very, you're not qualified for, okay, but I have more than he has. So how am I not qualified? You know, it's different things like that. Just standardization just needs to let go, let go of this image that society has created for women and men alike. Um, It just needs to all stop to come to a place where we're just able to be ourselves. Absolutely. And with that said, uh, it's very important to observe ourselves because exactly what you said, we're all conditioned a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And at times, depending on the background and how the person grew up, they may not realize that they're doing that. You know, there are women who sabotage themselves without really recognizing it. I talked to a lady um, for uh, for a minute. She has a job. She works from home. Husband works from home now due to COVID. And then Mm -hmm. we were, they have a kid. And we were talking about how she does a lot of things around the house. And, you know, we talked about, like you said, 50-50, you do this, I do this. And she said, well, I just feel bad asking him to do it because he's already working. I said, you're working too, right? Right. <laughs> I said, you're working too, right? She's like, yeah. I said, so, you know, I just stopped there and I let her think about it. And it's like, wow, we've been conditioned that I need to take care of the whole household, even though we're both working. Like, no, 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 no. We're 50-50. 50-50, right? right? Like everybody can do their part. Everybody can, we're all fully capable of cleaning and vacuuming and changing diapers and doing whatever needs to grocery shopping, whatever. So I don't know why we constantly, well, I know why our condition, we constantly (laughs) go back to, oh, I need, I need to be doing more, you know? So uh, that's, that's to be said, like, yeah, it's very important who the partner is because the partner has to be open to splitting everything with with a person right definitely well if there's one last thing that you would like to say to the audience to inspire women to dream with without limited possibilities what would you say especially for women who um, may not feel like they have support in their background or just may not know what direction they want to go in what would you say to them I will say this first disconnect from everything and answer what is it that I want. Be clear on what is it that you want and be open for that to change, right? Because what I wanted in my 20s may not necessarily be what I want in my 30s. So you don't have to pre-plan your whole life and stick to that plan, right? Mm -hmm. But be 
very decisive on what is it that I want, not what my, my parents want, not what my brother or sister, whoever, what is it that I want for me? Once you decide that, decide every, make every decision from that point of view. That will guide you to say no when you need to say no, yes when you need to say yes. There will be people that disagree with your decisions through your life, but always think, if I am 80, 90, 100 years old on my deathbed, will I regret doing this or will I regret listening to this person? Because I will say that every single time in my life that I have given my control away to another person to make decisions for me, I've been absolutely miserable in my life. True happiness comes from searching from answers from within and then sticking to the answers. Your parents do not need to necessarily agree with your path. That's their issues. That's their conditioning. That's their things. You have to choose for you and stick with people who support your dreams because who you're surrounded with can make you or break you. That is, those are like big life lessons for me. And I really hope that this resonates with some people. If they need to write them down and read them every day, do so because <laughs> it's, it's your life. You only have you, your parents, your siblings, your partner, they may come and go, but you only have you. Definitely. I've heard a handful of lessons in there. Love yourself, take control of your life and surround yourself with positive people want to uplift you on your journey. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I want to give you the floor to be able to allow the audience to know how they can get in touch with you um, if they want to follow your journey and also get in contact with you if they want to um, try your services. Sure. Um, my main website is Lex on Demand. That's L-E-K-S on Demand.com. Uh, I post pretty much everything there. I recently uh, started, you know, YouTube and podcasts as well. Um, and that's called Mindset Conquest. And that's on, on the whole mindset behind everything we do. So those are the two big platforms, Lex on Demand and Mindset Conquest. And if they type that in Google, that I'll, I'll come up. So pretty, pretty easy to find. Perfect. Well, we thank you so much, Lex, once again, for joining us and sharing your story to our audience, because I know I had a wonderful time having this conversation. So I'm, I'm hoping that the audience gets some insight and some knowledge from your story. Um, I want to thank everyone else for tuning in as well. Thank you for tuning in to Made to Dream. Um, we stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Go back to the old ones. We have tons of great stories that have been shared and are going to be shared. And I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Thank you once again for tuning in.